0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 24. This is the first part of the parable of the prodigal son. The parable of the prodigal son is the third of three lost parables in Luke chapter 15. It's also called the parable of the lost son. We've talked about the parable of the lost coin in the previous devotion and the parable of the lost sheep in the devotion before that. And here we're getting a glimpse of God's heart toward those who are lost and who come to repentance and are found. In today's devotion, we're going to focus on the younger son. Tomorrow we'll focus on the older son. Verse 11. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me my share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. So this is a very popular parable. If you've been around the Christian faith long at all, you've probably heard it preached on many, many times. And so there's not much new that I'm going to be able to bring to this sermon that many of you haven't heard before. But just to touch on a couple things that we see so far in this parable. One is the audacity of this young son to ask his father for his inheritance before his father dies. The audacity of that is enormous. But rather than his father dressing him down, telling him how inappropriate that was, he says, okay, if that's what you want, then here it is. And it reminds me of a principle that we learn about in Romans. We haven't covered this yet because we haven't been to Romans yet, where God gives people over to their depravity. You want to trade the truth of God for a lie it talks about in Romans 1? Okay, go ahead. You see a little bit of that reflected in this text. In addition to that, it says not many days later the son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. This is to symbolize that just as the young son's heart is far from his father's heart, he's physically far from his father. He's a long ways away in more ways than one. Continuing and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. So to Jesus audience there's nothing nastier than pigs. Not only was this guy in desperation sent out to feed pigs, but he longed to eat what the pigs eat. I mean this is like uncleanness heaped on top of uncleanness. This young son is far from his father, he's lost He's an insult and disrespectful to his dad. He has egregiously violated his father in many, many ways. Verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. It's interesting that despite how lost and out of bounds this guy is, he does understand one thing very important for us to understand as well. And that is that when we sin at all, the most violated victim of our sin is God himself. I've sinned against heaven and before you. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Do you remember that we just heard that sentence? It said that he thought he would say this to his father and then he went and said this to his father. In other words, Luke repeats, The father I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. And one of the reasons Luke repeats this is because this is a very significant part of the text. This young man is repenting. He's acknowledging the error of his ways. He's admitting his sin. He's humbling himself before his father. And Luke repeats that because even though this is a parable, this is a fictional story that Jesus is using to throw alongside and help illuminate truth. Luke wants us to understand that we need to have the same... Posture ourselves before our Father, because we have greatly sinned against our Father. Verse 22. But the Father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my Son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. I love that Jesus tells his servants to bring his best robe and put it on him, and that Luke records that. The robe is great imagery that aligns with the Gospel because those of us who put our faith and trust in Christ, we get the best robe to put on as well. And that robe is the righteousness of Christ, the perfection that Jesus lived that we can't live, which is a requirement to be in relationship with God. And even though we can't muster up the righteousness required to be in relationship with God, he provides it for us in the person of Jesus. We're clothed in his righteousness, Scripture says, by faith, just as this younger son was clothed in his father's best robe. As we've mentioned before in the last couple lost parables, of Luke chapter 15. It is critical, Christian, first and foremost, for you and I to view ourselves as being not that different from the younger son. We have greatly disrespected and dishonored and sinned against our father, God. Now, maybe you didn't murder anyone or rob a bank or spend your college years drunk having sex with somebody who wasn't your spouse. Maybe you have a pretty good church attendance record and know a lot about the Bible, but the fact is, regardless of the specifics of your immigration, morality in mind the offense of our sin against god is great and when we view ourselves accurately in our natural condition that way it allows us to receive the grace and forgiveness the righteousness that god offers us through faith in christ with great eagerness and with tremendous gratitude when we understand what we have been saved from it enables and empowers us to live more passionately for christ more in line with his design for our lives as disciples which we talked about in luke chapter 14 a few days ago We're going to talk about the older brother tomorrow. And there are going to be some connections that we as Christians can apply to ourselves from the older brother as well. But if we don't first see ourselves as the younger brother, then we'll never fully receive what our Father offers us through faith in Christ. And we'll never fully live appropriately in response to what He's given us. Come back tomorrow for more. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions: the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.